Seattle Sports Saturdays with Curtis Rogers and Taylor Jacobs on 710 ESPN Seattle. A lot of good wallet-sized texts coming in on the Mac and Jack's text line, 710-710. 206 says, I got that classic dad wallet. That's that's pretty sturdy, 206. And then Love another it. 206 number says, mine's about a half inch. My dad had a three-inch brick. My butt hurts thinking about it. 360 says, I got an average-sized wallet. But 206 with your dad's three-inch wallet, I, I mean – that's such a dad move, though, right? And it is Father's Day weekend. Shout out to all the dads out there. Uh, but, yeah, let's let's work on, in 2021, let's work on consolidating our wallets to where it's much more comfortable to sit down. I think that's fair, yeah, right? Yeah, I think it's much needed, well overdue. And, uh, yeah, on this Father's Day weekend, text in your favorite dadisms, whether it's the size of their wallet the greenness of their new balances or monarchs, um, whatever it may be, how they they fall asleep at, at, you know, inopportune times or opportune times for them. Um, text in your favorite dadisms to help celebrate dads this weekend on Father's Day. Absolutely. Uh, we will get to our shout out to the end of this hour. Text those in 710-710. We'll also get into some stuff going on in Major League Baseball, some sticky stuff going on in Major League Baseball, as well as some headlines across the National Football League. Uh, busy weekend in sports. We've got the NBA playoffs going on. We've got the Stanley Cup playoffs going on. The, both uh, the NBA is getting close to the conference finals. We've got the NHL in the conference finals right now. And then also we got a golf major going on, too. Plenty going on right now in the world of sports, even though it is June, even though we talked about it off the top of the show that we're kind of in this waiting period for the NFL season to start. There's something for everybody. So let's waste no time this hour and get you a big three. Number one. Well, Curtis, after 50 years, of course, it would be Terrence Mann to help the Los Angeles Clippers finally break through to the Western Conference Finals. Mann scored 25 of his career-high 39 points in the second half as the Clippers posted a 131-119 victory to eliminate the Utah Jazz. Bye! Seth Curry, on the other hand, hit six three-pointers and scored 24 points and the 76ers avoided elimination in the Eastern Conference semifinals uh, series by beating the Atlanta Hawks 104-99 to on Friday night. The 76ers overcame Trey Young's 34 points to force that Game 7 tomorrow night in Philly. And today we get another thing that sports fans love, that Game 7 in Brooklyn, the Nets, Bucks squaring off for the right to play in the Eastern Conference Finals as KD and Giannis duel to see who comes out victorious. Two teams, those two teams, tip off tonight at 5.30 p.m. on TNT. And if you're a basketball fan, you surely do not want to miss that game. Number two. Will somebody finally think of the pitchers? At least that's what pitchers are asking after Major League Baseball will invoke a ban on all foreign substances except for rosin that enhance grip on a baseball. This rule enforcement will go into effect on Monday, so goop yourself up as much as possible over the next 36 hours. 
Since the league decided to make this change midseason, countless pitchers have expressed their concerns, probably none more adamantly than Yankees ace Garrett Cole, who pleaded with Major League Baseball, and also Rays starter Tyler Glasnow. Now, Glasnow going so far as to blame his recently torn UCL on him having to change his mechanics because he didn't have enough grip on his pitches. Did Major League Baseball bark up the wrong tree with this decision, or will this be for the actual betterment of the game? We will discuss at 1230. Number three. Well, for you soccer fans out there, Euro 2020 hyphen slash 2021 taking place right now. This morning, France, uh, some of the favorites suffering a shocking draw versus Hungary. 1-1 in Germany was in full control, beating Portugal 4-2 to move up in the group of death, trying to get out of that uh, group to the knockout stages of the tournament. Uh, But it is a tall task to do to update you On the other groups, Italy and Wales in front in Group A, Belgium and Russia on top of Group B, the Netherlands and Ukraine on top of Group C, Czech Republic and England on top of Group D, Sweden and Slovakia on top of Group E, and France and Germany, like we just mentioned, on top of Group F, the group of death. But third place teams do potentially have a chance to make that next round, so... That third and final game of the group stage will be important for a lot of these countries like Portugal and Spain, Croatia, even Denmark, a team uh, who was in the news for different reasons, obviously, last week with Christian Eriksen suffering that uh, alleged heart attack. Uh, now we can see some of these teams as they come. the picture comes a little bit clearer on who will play in that knockout stage. That is this hour's big three. You know it's a packed weekend of sports. When the U.S. Open leaderboard through heading into the weekend here makes it into the honorable mentions, we take a look at the leaderboard. Not a ton of guys under par. You've got Russell Henley and Richard Bland tied for the lead at minus five. They will tee off today at 135 from Torrey Pines. Uh, Bummer to Tiger Woods isn't in it because he owns that course there uh, at Torrey Pines. Matthew Wolf. And Louis Oosthuizen, they are tied for second place at minus four. And then John Rahm and Bubba Watson, they are in third place at minus three. Uh, some very interesting scores uh, you're going to see at the uh, U.S. Open there. Defending champion Bryson DeChambeau, he is at even right now, so just a few shots off the lead heading into the weekend's action at the U.S. Open. Uh, Also in the world of college football, big news in the Pac-12 this week as one of the programs, Arizona State, reportedly committing multiple violations. That's at least according to a report in The Athletic and also Yahoo Sports, uh, committing those violations during the NCAA's recruiting dead period. So, you know, as a unbiased Arizona Wildcat fan, I say give them the book. I say shut that program down for eternity and we'll all be better for it. I I hope Paul Moyer is listening. Nothing good has ever come from ASU football, uh, and I think they need to shut that program down. I think that's a very fair punishment for what they've done. Uh, If I had to make a wager before this show about one thing that was to be uttered during this (laughs) two-hour time frame – I would have bet uh, everything, 
everything that I could possibly yeah. bet that Curtis yeah. Rogers yeah. would have said something along the lines he just said about ASU and the potential violations they have uh, occur or accrued in this this past uh, violating the recruiting dead period. So uh, <laughs> uh, good luck to them. Uh, I hope it was yeah. worth it. Herm, I guess you did press send. I guess you did not yeah. not press send. So uh, stay tuned. But yeah, as a Coug fan, look, another team out of the way. Hopefully, the Cougs can get back to being uh, a team that's more talked about than ASU. So, what I love about this is they went through all this trouble, all this hassle, just to be like a perennial six-win ball club. Like that's if you're going to cheat. At least win and win big. Do it in a way where you're going to a Rose Bowl and winning Pac-12 titles, not where you're going to the Sun Bowl or going to the uh, Little Caesars Bowl or some, the Red Box Bowl, something like that. Uh, if you're going to cheat, go big. And ASU, uh, shout out to you guys for, for doing it. And Herm Edwards used to say you play to win the game. Turns out you pay to win the game. Uh, apparently that's how it goes down in Tempe. But that is some honorable mentions right there in the world of sports. Taylor, you mentioned Euro 2020 it, it, happening in 2021. Just as a casual, I guess, soccer observer, I love international tournaments, whether it be the Olympics, whether it be Euro, whether it be the World Cup. We saw it just a couple weeks ago when the United States beat Mexico. I mean, international soccer play, I think, is something that even people who aren't necessarily soccer fans, or at least at the club level, this is something that they even pay attention pay attention to. And it's it's been a blast watching it over the last you know couple of weeks on ESPN with Euro going on. Yeah, I mean, it's it's similar to the U.S. and the Olympics, right? We have such a, a sense of national pride when these Olympics are going, when any Olympics happening, summer or winter, here in the United States, we have such a, a, a profound pride in those those athletes and what they accomplish. And you see that and you can feel that from the other countries around the world. And soccer is their football. So that's that's what they love that's their their biggest passion sporting wise so to see everyone and and the passion and how much they care and, and what what a 1-1 tie means to a team maybe completely different it may mean something to France and maybe something different to Austria you know what i mean it could be completely different on how much pride or 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 lack thereof they feel in their team from the results but you 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 nailed it that just these big tournaments they feel and they make them feel so big and you get these great moments and I know we had the Christian Eriksen scare last week but the 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 level of soccer this past week and how they've honored him has been tremendous so if you haven't I highly recommend just tuning into a couple games the level of soccer is fantastic you'll you'll be entertained if you are a fan of soccer and if you're trying to learn this is a great place to introduce yourself to some of the world's biggest stars Absolutely. And speaking of big stars in the NBA, 
a, a, a big lack of them right now in the NBA playoffs. Plenty of injuries going around. Kawhi Leonard, uh, his ACL injury, we don't know if he's going to be back at, at all in the playoffs. Same with Kyrie Irving. You've got Chris Paul in COVID protocol right now, even after he was vaccinated uh, a couple weeks ago, or at least reportedly vaccinated, according to ESPN's Jalen Rose. Uh, it's going to be an odd NBA Finals when we get to that point because you have the Clippers and Suns, the only two teams left in the Western Conference, and we don't even know who's going to be fighting for the Eastern Conference Championship in the East because you've got both series going to a Game 7. I mean, you'd think the Nets would have the easiest path because they have the most superstars, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving. Bucks are probably going to give them a good fight in Game 7. I have a really hard time honing in on any one team right now as a favorite to take home the Larry LB. Yeah, and it feels it's both great to see a little bit of parody in the NBA, and it's not just LeBron versus Steph Curry, that we do have some of these young, talented players getting the spotlight. And But you're also right. There's no favorite. Who do you focus in on as the one with the crosshairs on their back? And it's it's most likely going to be the winner of this Game 7 tonight. If it's the Bucks, you got Giannis. He's going to be the big star, MVP. He's, you know, he's always in the defensive player conversations as well. And, and, and what he can do, can he get the Bucks to the Eastern Conference Finals with just Chris Middleton and a bunch of other guys like me and you, Curtis? Or, you know, will it be the star-studded Brooklyn Nets and, you know, KD and, and Harden and eventually Kyrie and, and what they can do as a uh, star-studded team? So it, it's exciting to, to watch games like this, too, because you're going to get the best from Giannis. You're going to see the best from KD. You're going to see the, them truly leave it all out there on the court. So... What what else can you ask for from your star athletes? Not much, uh, not much. Coming up next here on Seattle Sports Saturday, we will take you around the NFL. Many camps across the league, plenty of news coming from those. That's next here on Seattle Sports Saturday. Seattle Sports Saturdays with Curtis Rogers and Taylor Jacobs. On 710 ESPN Seattle. NFL headlines here on Seattle Sports Saturday. Many camps going on across the National Football League, so let's take a look at some of the biggest ones to come from those. Let's go to Chicago as the Bears kind of entertain offers from a neighboring city to move there. That would be kind of weird seeing them move Soldier Field or move from Soldier Field to a suburb of Chicago. But let's stick with on the field. Matt Nagy, head coach of the Bears, said that Andy Dalton will start the season as the team's quarterback regardless of how well Justin Fields plays in camp and the preseason. Taylor, you use a first-round pick on a quarterback, especially one in the top, you know, near the top 10. Are they doing the right thing in keeping Justin Fields out of the starting job for the time being? I mean, obviously he's going to end up there at some point during this upcoming season, but are they doing the best for Fields' development? No. In my opinion, I don't think they are. I think by saying this right now, I I think it, it doesn't motivate Justin Fields to go out there and bust his butt to try and win the job. I think what he they should have said is, hey, this is an open competition. Yeah, we signed Andy Dalton. He might be the starter if we start the season today, but 
Justin Fields still has an opportunity to prove himself and prove his worth on the football field as the starting quarterback because I think we might be seeing a similar situation to the Matt Flynn, Russell Wilson, where it was like, if you want to say Matt Flynn is the starter right now, I think you would you would have been doing the Russell Wilson a, a disservice and they let it play out. Russell won the job and the rest is history. So to me, I, I just don't get the why as well. Why now? Why say anything? Just 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 say it's open for competition to, to keep it moving and even just the fans to keep the fans from freaking out because they already have been all off season. Uh, weird move. Not what, what I would have done. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily think I would have done that either. Cause let's say in the preseason, there's only three preseason games. Now let's say Justin Fields comes out and lights the world on fire and he's playing like he did against Clemson and just throwing bomb after bomb. And the bears offense looks like a, just a well-oiled machine and Andy Dalton just doing his thing as as we know Andy Dalton to do and that's somebody that is kind of a game manager in a way he's not really somebody that's going to be explosive and and take a bunch of risks but if Justin Fields can add a, a level to your offense that you don't have right now I don't see why you would keep him on the bench as as they seem to be wanting to do here it just it boggles the mind how about this? Uh, some media news in the NFL. A couple of uh, networks going after some former quarterbacks. It looks like Amazon could be pursuing Peyton Manning. They get the Thursday Night Football rights here. Uh, I, I believe, is it starting this season or next season? Uh, it's uh, it fully theirs. starts, I believe, next season that it's solely theirs. Yeah. And, uh, but so Curtis, like- I, I, yeah, I want to see this guy in the booth. Yeah, it looks like Peyton Manning could be headed towards Amazon if they have their way. I know Jeff Bezos has plenty of money when he's not, you know, trying to go to the moon or whatever it is he's trying to do. Uh, maybe he's got enough in in the in that wallet of his to tempt Peyton Manning to join the Amazon booth for Thursday Night Football. Love to see it. I mean, Peyton is is a dynamic talker. He's always got something to say, and uh, one of the funnier guys in the NFL over the last couple of decades. So. I'm for it. I would love to see Peyton Manning join a a broadcast booth of some sort. How about you, Taylor? Oh, yeah. I definitely want to see this. I definitely want to see it be Amazon, too. And I'm going to speak selfishly and completely with bias because I also broadcast Thursday night football games on Twitch. And I want to hear him on the calls on the games that I'm doing as well. So I don't have to talk about Joe Buck or Troy Aikman. You know, just tooting all over themselves on some of these calls. Uh, I, I didn't used to be in that camp. And then Twitch streaming all Thursday football or Thursday night football last year. The, the, the guys just are a mess sometimes. And it just and, and I listened to every single thing. So uh, it was uh, I'm going to say this is great news. Good luck, Amazon. Jeff splash out there. Everyone on the Amazon sports team. Go for it. You got this, guys. Yeah, but make sure you're tuning into Taylor, by the way, on Thursday nights during the football season. His his stream's got it going on. Uh, and especially if you don't like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, you like our guy Taylor, yeah. obviously. You're tuning in right now. Yeah. You get more of him on Thursday night. I promise you I'll turn him down. We, we, talk, we talk Seattle sports. We talk food. We talk life. We talk everything that matters, and that's not Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. There we go. How about this? Another media bidding war for a personality. And this one 
catching me a little off guard because I, I've never really thought of him as as somebody that would be in the broadcast booth or be on you know one of the countdown panels, whatever. But Fox and ESPN reportedly are in a bidding war for Robert Griffin III, who I didn't think was done playing. He was the backup quarterback for the Ravens last year. I didn't think he was done playing, but RG3 potentially heading to the broadcast booth for ESPN or Fox. That one, I, I am intrigued by it, I will say. And obviously ESPN and Fox wouldn't be going after him if they didn't think it was intriguing too. I don't necessarily think of him in that light though i but i i guess he could be a a name we could watch here over the next couple of years talking to us on sundays and mondays and thursdays about what we're seeing yeah i mean he'll he look he's got to have an interesting perspective at least to talk about the game but uh look if richard sherman doesn't get the contract that's the only other current player who is playing or was playing last season i want to see make that jump into the booth because uh i think sherm would be fantastic i think the insight and um analysis he would bring i think he would be completely unbiased in his approach in a lot of his things as well and i just think he's I, I just think he's a great great entertainer as well he understands a lot of the business side of things and and look, again, bias on the table. He's a big esports guy. He loves st- streaming on Twitch. Gets Comes back to all the things that I like. So uh, would love to see Sherm up in that booth. And I know some fans here in Seattle would also love, if he's not on the field playing for a team, to be up in that booth talking about the game still. Yeah, Sherm, another guy who remains mysteriously unsigned at this point in the offseason. We'll have to wait and see what his NFL future looks like. Another NFC West opponent making some noise this last week. That would be the Rams wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, who I had completely forgotten was with the Rams. But you look at the NFC West, they've been adding a lot of guys who are big in 2012, like J.J. Watt, A.J. Green, Deshaun Jackson, Matthew Stafford. I mean, it's going to be a competitive 2012 season in the 2021 NFC West. But Deshaun Jackson saying his team has the scariest offense in the division. You look at their weapons. You've got Stafford at quarterback, wide receiver. You've got uh, a few names there, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Deshaun Jackson, Cam Akers in their backfield. Taylor, when you hear Jackson say that and you look at the tail of the tape that the Rams have on offense, do they have the scariest offense in the division? No, no, I don't. I I wouldn't say so. I, I'm scared of almost the other three or the other two offenses more than the the Rams right now, and that the Cardinals. It feels like they are so. Who knows what you're going to get with the Cardinals? And we all know that the 49ers, when healthy, can be as dangerous as any team and in, in the NFL. So to me. I think they might be fourth in the NFC West as far as offenses go. And I think that defense really drives the engine of the, of the L.A. Rams now. So Deshaun Jackson, like many other things, probably just needs to go back and educate himself. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I see what you did there. Uh, yeah, I mean, you look at the Rams at the end of last season, they were having a very tough time putting points up on the board. And that was with Jared Goff, at quarterback, and also John Wofford. But now you've got Matthew Stafford there. I think that is an improvement. 
but that doesn't make them the most dangerous dynamic offense in the division. San Francisco's running game is incredible, and that's whether or not Jimmy Garoppolo is starting or, or, or Trey Lance, whoever it is that gets that job this upcoming season. And then you look at Arizona, I think they have the most the most glitzy offense, the most flash. Uh, I don't necessarily think Cliff Kingsbury, though, is the guy that can get them to where they want to go. But Kyler Murray is explosive. We saw that plenty last year. DeAndre Hopkins might be the best receiver in the league. Kenyon Drake in that backfield. Chase Edmonds is another guy. They add A.J. Green, who they're hoping for a bounce-back season. Yeah, I'm I'm not sold on the Rams being the most dangerous offense in the division. Then also, finally... We know who the cover of Madden 2020 or Madden 22 will be, and it's two guys in 22. That'd be they tease it with two goats. Pretty bold to call one of these guys a goat, goat already, as he's entering in. I think just year five. But Tom Brady, an obvious goat, and Patrick Mahomes, they will share the cover of Madden 22. Taylor, how do we uh, how do we grade this? Because both these guys have already had a Madden cover in their past. Yeah, I'm not about it. I, I think it, give a new athlete the cover, it's time. I think it's something they should be cycling through. We get it. Tom Brady was on the one in 2018. You know, Mahomes has already been on one, I think, in 2020. So, yeah, we don't need to see them again. We get it. We know Tom Brady. He doesn't need any more stuff, guys. Stop it. Like, just let him win all the things he's going to win himself. Let's not give him any extra credit, okay? He's going to ace the test. He doesn't need the extra credit, 15 points. Mahomes, too, and I'm a chief guy. He, he Look, he's fantastic. He doesn't need the Madden cover. Give it to someone young, exciting. You know what I mean? Like, let's get some... Some new fresh blood up on on the Madden cover there, like what King Derrick Henry. Let's get him sitting on a throne. Oh, I'd yeah. love that for a Madden cover. That would have been cool. So, uh, yeah. As much as I love Mahomes and respect Brady, this ain't it. I'm always surprised at guys who are in the league for as long as they are that have never been on a Madden cover. Like Aaron Rodgers, he's never been on one. I don't think Peyton Manning was ever on one either. Those two guys obviously had. A huge run in the NFL. Neither one of them on the cover of Madden. Very surprising. Uh, That is our trip around the NFL, looking at some of the biggest headlines in the league coming from minicamp. But up next, Major League Baseball faced with a situation that they really only have themselves to blame. We'll tell you why next here on Seattle Sports Saturday. Seattle Sports Saturdays with Curtis Rogers and Taylor Jacobs on 710 ESPN Seattle. With you for another half hour here on this Seattle Sports Saturday. Make sure you're downloading the podcast at 710sports.com. Clicking on the podcast page. We're there for you. So is every other show. Every hour of every other show is there for you. Too, but as we do with each and every Seattle Sports Saturday, we want your shout-outs to the Mac and Jacks text line 710-710. We'll read your shout-outs. We'll give you our shout-outs. That's how we close out every single Seattle Sports Saturday. That comes your way in about 15 minutes from now. But, Taylor, the big story in baseball this week, it just it's another story of baseball Kind of like in uh, what's that show? I think you should leave. Where it's the guy in the hot dog costume, and he's like, "We're all trying to find the guy who did this," and it's who the it's themselves. This? Exactly, yeah. it's Major League Baseball that has done this to themselves. 
once again. And this time, it wasn't just something that kind of popped up. This was something that's happened over the 100-plus years of existence that baseball's been around for. Pitch grips. The topic du jour. Oh, man. When when you think of baseball, you're playing in the backyard, hitting home runs to win the World Series, and you're you're going through all those scenarios. None of us ever think about pitch grips, but you know what? That is the story in baseball right now, and we're going to see it in action or you know put in put in motion here on Monday by Major League Baseball, as pitchers will not be allowed to use foreign substances outside of the rosin bag that is on the mound there. Taylor, when you look at the timing of this decision, first off, what do you think of the decision? And also, what do you think of the timing of it? I think, well, I'll start with the timing. I think I think most of us can agree that whether or not this is right or wrong, the timing is bad. This far into the season, to, to change things so drastically or to take such a hard line in the sand, you know, there's not an all-star break. There's not something like this for, for the players to truly take some time to adjust to it because unfortunately, according to all reports, it's a widespread thing. Again, we don't know. No one's going to come out other than Garrett Cole and just admit, whether willingly or unwillingly, that they're doing it. And we're, we're seeing a lot of these things, fans catching balls and they're sticking to their hands and getting balls tossed to them from the bullpen. So, But I'll tell you what. As someone who loves sort of and has recently started to like fall in love with some of the smaller nuances in baseball, like pitching and things like that and and counts and how they approach those and high leverage and things like that, I, I, I've been fascinated to see what elite pitching across the whole league looks like. And it's it's amazing. It's, it's dominant to see these pitchers when they can grip the ball what they can actually do with it. Now, the other dark side of the coin is the impact it has on not only the game of baseball, but the kids and the young players playing this game. And you mentioned it right off the bat. No young kid is thinking about spider tack in the backyard when they're playing, you know, a little home run derby. But if they were to go ahead and say they can use whatever they want, is it something kids would think about? And it, would it impact the game at, at the youth level and the high school level and the collegiate level? And I think that's the thing they're trying to avoid. And the ripple effect of if pros are doing it, it must be okay. And I, I think that's something they're trying to avoid. So from that at, from that perspective, I'm I'm not for steroids you know the crazy grip the one thing i am for on the the other side of the coin is just seeing players being as dominant as they possibly can and what they can do to push themselves to be the best possible so it's a tough one curtis what do you think what do you think about this whole situation you've you played baseball a little bit more than me and you actually threw baseballs with a little bit more regularity than me so what do you think about this I, I did, but I didn't throw them with spider tack or, or anything. No. I didn't have like a 
you know, sandpaper in my back pocket or a thumbtack or whatever. All just the crazy concoctions that we've heard over the last couple of weeks as to how these pitchers are able to get grips that they are comfortable with. Uh, Great text from the 206 coming in on the Mac and Jack's text line. They say, I loved throwing the ball around the backyard with Mod Podge on my hands. Like, oh, yeah, love just (laughs) gooping it up, Uh, you know, that – that sealant that you put on holes in the walls, love just gooping it up with that there too. But yeah, that was something that growing up in youth sports, playing it, you know, at, at the high school level, we never once thought to put spider tack on our hands or or just any sort of, of goop on our hands to increase the grip. You threw the ball that was given to you by the umpire, and whether or not that was a good ball or a bad one, you, you just kind of had to suck it up and deal with it. And... Uh, yeah, balls, uh, baseballs can get slick, uh, especially, you know, if they get kind of dusty with, you know, the dirt that's on the field there, it, it, they're not easy to grip, but I'm telling you, like you, if you make it to the major league level and you're unable to throw a pitch that doesn't have spider tack on it or something of some aid, I, I question maybe the ability of that pitcher to, you know, if, if what he has done in his career is actually, you know, the most, you know, if it look like you're bending the rules of the game and now you're breaking them in the eyes of major league baseball, you're breaking the rules of the game and you're doing it by not the most, you know, upfront way about doing it. Like I, that doesn't sit well with me. And I think I have to agree with Major League Baseball. This is the right move for the game. I don't know if the timing of it is the right move of the game or right right move for the game because it's middle of the season. Guys are definitely into their routines right now. We're going to see some crazy things going on with pitchers' numbers, with offensive numbers in the game. We already saw one pitcher, Tyler Glass, now of the Rays, kind of point the finger at Major League Baseball for his torn UCL. I don't know if we're going to see more instances of injuries going on but it things are going to get a little weird over the next couple of weeks i i kind of look forward to it in a way and what while you were saying that i sort of imagined the uh the the stranger things the upside down world version of this is where they come out and they say we understand this is happening but we're going to let it go for the rest of this season. And just like how glossy everyone's hands would be from that moment on. It would be like that scene from the little giants when he claps and then his hands are stuck together. Like what will we see? (laughs) How far would they really take it if baseball was okay with it? And like baseball lives in this gray area with the unwritten rules and things like this. And with the steroid era, we've seen it multiple different times in this game. So I think the challenge baseball truly has, it, it's not whether or not the pitchers are using it. It's uh, this these unwritten gray areas, people exploiting the game. And, and trying to get that out of baseball, I think, is more important than finding the specific ways they're cheating. Just it shouldn't be successful. You should be less successful for trying to cheat the system that way. So I'd love to see what that world looks like, but it's just kind of funny to think about like, all right, guys go for it. You know what? Take all the steroids you want for just this season. And just how beefed up dudes would have been yoking balls, like 700 feet. Like, 
Yeah, I I wonder if tomorrow we're going to see whoever it is that's I think it's uh is it Logan Gilbert tomorrow? I forget who it is for the starting pitcher for the Mariners, but it'd be hilarious to see them just dip their entire hand in like a vat of like rubber cement or something just to get all the grip in the world. You know, it's the last day you can do it. It's like the last day of school. You might as well just go crazy on the last day. You're not going to have any punishment uh, the the very next day. Major League Baseball can't suspend you for what you do on Sunday, but they can for what you do on Monday. So you might as well go crazy tomorrow. Yeah, well, you got Logan Gilbert tonight, and you got Marco projected tomorrow. Right. So for the those two dudes. Yeah, get your hands all nice and greased up or whatever you do, all, I guess, tacked up and all sticky and weird and, yeah, baseball. Just another another thing about baseball that isn't actually baseball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It just feels like that's well, it, just the story of the game. Yeah, and look, Major League Baseball, this would not be a problem, A, if offensive numbers have weren't as bad as they've been through the season's first few months. And B, if you had done something about this over the previous century, we would not have this issue right now in 2021. Rob Manfred, I think we know who the culprit is, at least right now. I'm not blaming you for the actions of Bud Selig and and all the other guys uh, that have preceded you, but you're in charge of the game now. You had plenty of opportunities in your nearly 10 years at the head of Major League Baseball. I don't know why it is right now, and June 21st is what it will be when this goes into effect, but uh, I guess it's a long time coming, uh, time to clean up the game. And we heard from Scott Service, he was for it as well. Uh, I think Jerry DePoto kind of echoed those sentiments too. So if those guys are are for it, I, I think the rest of baseball will be for it too. Coming up next here on Seattle Sports Saturday, it is time for your shout-outs. It's time for our shout-outs. Text those into the Mac and Jack's text line, 710-710. Who are you shouting out? We'll tell you ours next here on Seattle Sports Saturday. Seattle Sports Saturdays with Curtis Rogers and Taylor Jacobs. On 710 ESPN Seattle. If you have missed any of today's Seattle Sports Saturday, the podcast page is there for you, 710sports.com. He is Taylor Jacobs. I'm Curtis Rogers. This is what we do to wrap up every single Seattle Sports Saturday. This is what we've been doing for a couple years now. Is Shout-outs, text yours in to the Mac and Jacks text line 710-710. If you want to get yours read on the air, we'll read a few of yours. We'll give you ours here. A few coming in on the text line. 206 says, to all the dads, enjoy your special day in the sunshine. That's from the 206. Uh, May all your teams win, too. They add that. You, know, you always want uh, yes. your team to win, but also. Love that. Uh, yeah. Shout out to the dads out there. Uh, I think that's going to be a big theme of today's shout outs with it being Father's Day tomorrow. Um, yeah. Shout out to, to all the dads out there. Shout out to my dad, uh, who is probably the biggest reason as to why I love sports the way I do. Uh, just always watching games with him as, as a kid. Uh, you know, it, it's always been, uh, you know, something that we've shared in our relationship ever since, you know, I was born to now being a 30 year old man. Uh, Taylor, I want to give a shout out to your dad and I, I would imagine you're going to give a shout out to him as well, but just the last year that your dad has, has gone through, I mean, 
such a, a huge, you know, jarring thing that he went through. And to be where he is today, I mean, just watching it from afar, like I have, it has been, you know, very inspiring to watch. Thank you. Yeah. Um, obviously, going to use my shout out for a shout out to my dad. Uh, appreciate that, Curtis. Um, yeah, tough year on all of us. Uh, I think it also put things into perspective about what's important in life. And again, we're here talking sports. Sometimes there's things that are bigger than sports and, and with your life, with your family. Um, so, you know, always take some time to focus on those things and appreciate the, the moments you have when you're in them. Um, because, you know, you never know when they will stop being there and how rare they are and how lucky we are. So um, shout out to my dad going through that stuff for fighting through. Um, shout out to all, again, the doctors and nurses at Overlake for helping him get through to my mom for being uh, our rock and in, in the whole thing to my sisters and to my wife and to my friends and to all of you listening, helping out. Um, truly, truly appreciate it. Can't thank you enough on this father's day weekend. And on the, on the sunny side of things, Curtis, to throw it back to you, I'm going to shout you out on your first father's day as a father. I know. Yeah, it is. It is wild being on this end of it after having not been on this end of it for, like I said, the first 30 years of my life. And it is, it hasn't really hit me yet. And like father's day, just as a, when you're a a son or a daughter, it's something that it's kind of like, Oh yeah, that's coming up here. But as a dad, it's, it's just wild to think that like, I am now responsible for, someone else outside of my marriage to my wife, but also now I've got a daughter, Willa, who is in our living room right now, who is, you know, napping and and doing all those things that she does probably eating right now too. Um, Just being given that responsibility is, is just the coolest thing. And, And coming home every day from work as I have over the last couple of weeks. I mean, there's, there's only one thing on my mind when, the show ends, whether this show ends or whether Jake and Stacy, when it hits two o'clock, the one thing on my mind is just get home so I can go hold Willa and go play with her and, and burp her and, and just <laughs> give her all the, the snuggles and cuddles in the world. And I mean, just being a dad for five plus weeks now, it has been the greatest thrill of my life. And yeah, there've been plenty of times over those five weeks where it's like, what have I gotten myself into? But the moments when those, you know, happen make, you know, I mean, I, I love that they they happen. Cause it's like, this is a, this is making me, uh, you know, so much more grateful of, of, all that has been, you know, given to me, and uh, I can't thank Will enough for for making me a dad. I can't thank my wife as well. Uh, wouldn't be here without them, uh, obviously. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Willa is uh, just the greatest, the greatest thing. And I mean, to be her dad is is the greatest honor I've I've got right now. Yeah, hard to follow that up with some other shout outs, but keep them coming. 206 <laughs> shouting you out, Curtis. He, they are also a new dad, so they get it. Again, Curtis, I think, got his early birthday present from Willa early this morning. I think there's still some left on the carpet. Um, yeah. So yeah, good yeah, luck yeah. with that. 
uh, the three six zero wanting to shout out JP Crawford, another great one there to shout oh, out. They want him to see in the All Star game. So Joseph, I, I'm with you, JP. Let's get him to the All Star game. Uh, some people shouting out the Seattle Storm, Stewie and Bird, and the whole team. Stewie's the best player in the league and is going to bring Olympic gold and the WNBA trophy back home. Love to see it. I would love – if you haven't seen the new Storm jerseys, those black and silver ones, they're pretty cool. Ooh, I think yeah. it might have to be my summer jersey purchase of this year. But the, the big issue I'm going to run into is do I get Stewie or do I get Sue Bird? Because you can't go wrong, yeah, you- but – you yeah, respect you the it? legend, or do you respect the goat right now? Yeah, because one of one or the other, you can't really go wrong. Um, another shout out that we got to get to today. It is somebody's birthday. Somebody who you all know here on Seven Ten. Somebody who is a a very good friend of ours. Uh, if Stacy Rost is listening, my best friend Jake Heaps. Oh, oh. that's right. yeah. Yeah, shots fired, Stacey. Uh, but shout out to Jake Heaps. It is his birthday today. He turns the Magic 3-0 as well. Welcome to the club. Uh, happy Father's Day to him as well. But, uh, yeah, Jake, shout out to you. It's a blast working with you every single day. You're the man. And uh, can't wait to get our kids together here over the next couple of weeks, and especially uh, with you having a daughter also coming up here probably in about a month or so. Uh, shout out to you, Jake, man. We we really appreciate working with you. Yeah, we'll put aside our Bellevue Skyline beef that will go on forever and ever, and we'll <laughs> constantly jab each other about it. But uh, Jake is such a great dude. We're so lucky to have him on air here and, and working here at 710. And even his impact just on high school sports here in the state of Washington and what it meant to have a player like Jake be from Washington and be from this area and to be such a highly touted recruit and what it meant to, to prep football in Washington and how far they've come from from when Jake was playing to now the number one player in the country from Eastside Catholic. Just... The leaps and bounds this state has taken in high school sports has been so cool to witness um, just from afar and from up close. So, Jake, happy birthday. Thanks for everything. And uh, I'll wear my two rings in your honor today. How about that, Jake? Oh, there you go. There you go. Shout out to our guy, Jake Heaps, on his birthday. Uh, 206, happy birthday to John Heaps. Uh, always <laughs> always good to shout out to, to him as well. Uh, uh, and then also 360. Rainbow and I shouting out this show. Nothing like listening mm. to you guys when doing truck maintenance into the sun's out, buns out. Yeah, it's perfect weekend for weather here. Perfect, like, next about week or so for weather. Make sure you're staying safe. Make sure you're lathering up the SPF there. And if you're going to use some sunscreen, maybe use some rosin, too, to increase your grip on some pitches. That's what we've been That's, that's true. We've learned this that's week. true. That's right. Let, let's elevate the hot girl summer. Let's get the spin rate up on hot girl summer with a little bit of that spin rate attack, summer. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's spin, spin rate, rate summer. summer. Oh my god, that's it. That's patent it pending, is. trademarked. <laughs> and on that note, that is how we will leave you here on Seattle Sports Saturday. He is Taylor Jacobs. I'm Curtis Rogers. Mariners and Rays tonight. Six ten pregame show. Seven or six o'clock pregame show. I should say seven ten first pitch right here on seven ten ESPN Seattle. Uh, we will be back with you not next week or the week after. We've we've got some preemptions coming up, so it'll be a couple more weeks before we talk to you again. But this has been Seattle Sports Saturday on 710 ESPN Seattle.